wonderful podcast listeners. This is Ben Rosenthal coming into your ears via vibrations of the molecules that are entering them unlawfully, but that's okay. This is episode 120 of Hack the Dino. In this podcast spectacular, we are going to give you our personal game of the year predictions. But not only that, we're going to talk about Metal Gear Solid coming to real life and real life heroes and, and real life awesomeness. But I'm joined here by the limb collector, Mr. Dan McGuinness. Hello, hello, hello. By the millennial falcon, Mr. Braden Dixon. Hello, hi. Yes, it's me, not Floppy. And Floppy's not here because there was technical difficulties and we're still in isolation. But that's okay. When we recorded this, which we are not in isolation anymore, apparently. I am. Someone get me out of here. (laughs) 2020 has been a bit of a shitty year, I think we'd all agree. Yes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's not been the best. Shitty year. Shitty, shitty, shit year. That is why we are doing our Game of the Shitty Year or Goatsy Awards. That's right. If you head on over to bit.ly backslash hack the dino 2020 or go to our facebook page or twitter you can find the url there and you can vote right now on our goat sea awards that we'll be announcing next week i think the best way for our uh, our viewers to find it is to go to google image search type in goat no, no, no don't don't that's just the best way to find the goat i, I agree with dan and i wholeheartedly support that comment and agree that everyone should do it <laughs> don't do it <laughs> <laughs> So what are um, we doing? We're, we're picking our games of the year. Our we are picking game. our personal game of the year. Now, what the instructions I gave everyone was to pick two games, uh, which were close runners up. And then your third is your game of the year. We're each going to take it in turns and I'll read out Floppy's picks because he couldn't be here. Uh, so I'll kick it off and then we'll go to Dan, then Brayden, then Floppy. Or should we do our, uh, in board, uh, you know, first do our runner ups. Then we Yeah, that's can... what we're doing. Yeah. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Okay, first, my first runner-up, uh, surprise to no one, is Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I love this game so much. I still haven't finished it. I still haven't got off the first island because I'm just doing a Breath oh, really? of the Wild. I'm just doing a Breath of the Wild and walking around doing all the little side quests and just fighting people and finding those armors and going on those legendary quests where like, you go up a mountain and fight someone during a, a lightning storm with your um, katana out. Oh, I love this game so much. Um, Putting it in uh, the Japanese uh, with English subtitles is fantastic. And you don't even uh, notice the lip syncing because you're too busy reading the subtitles in order to see the mouths move. Uh, um, The English is very, very good as well. So it's fine either way, which is great. Like um, as someone who's played it in English. So um, just adding that bit in. Just, just a... Oh, just a great game. Just a fun game. And I haven't even done the Raid DLC that came out yet, which is um, basically the storytelling of the game uh, passed down through. is like a a story of a legend of the ghost of Tsushima. And legend's gone down that it wasn't just one person. It was like these mythical beings and like they've all gone into folklore now. And you're actually playing this fairy tale folklore. The the lighting in this game is oversaturated and over exaggerated and i think that's just what makes it so beautiful and amazing the uh, the sunsets in this game the sun rises the night scenes the mist the, mo- the 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 light bouncing the moonlight bouncing off fog through forests and stuff like that is what makes this game amazing and good now it may not have like the best graphics but their use of light makes it in my opinion into the best graphics 
I, I think, think it they, looks better. I think it looks better than Last of Us Two. I completely agree. I think they cover up a lot of it with that lighting. And can you just imagine when they get ray tracing or a PS Five enhanced yeah, version of this? Yeah, I'm very excited for a PS Five upgrade of but, this because oh my god! I would pay thirty bucks for an upgrade. The particle this. effects of them, like uh, like leaves going off trees or cherry blossoms or petals or whatever's in the in the in the in the sky at that moment. Is so well done. You can follow a pedal like it goes off a tree and it floats around for, a while, and then it hits the ground and it stays there. It just doesn't go through the ground like most stuff does. And then if you run over that pedal, it wafts it up again. That exact pedal and stuff like, and that keeps boggling my mind every time I play it. The fact that you can see leaves land land on the ground and then they stay there, and then maybe some wind will come and that leaf will get blown off again. Like, it's just, oh. Yeah, it shows you how far we've come from like the PS3 in Skyrim. If you put too many like pieces of bread in a house, the whole game would crash. <laughs> yeah, well, it is bread. Bread is bread is fattening. Speaking of crashing, Dan, what's your first runner-up for game of the year? Uh, that's a great question. Let me get back to my. List. <laughs> um, so mine is my 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 runner-up is Tony Hawk's. Is it called remastered? Tony Hawk Pro uh, Skater One and Two, whatever they called it. Yeah, um, remaster. I'm just bringing this in. So 2020. So why is it a run-up and not your game of the year? Um, well, I've got my game of the year. So basically, I've actually found this year to be a quite hard ga- year of gaming for me. Like, I haven't found many games that have melded with me like games should. And I don't know if I'm getting more picky as I get older and because like, my time is so precious. So I won't waste any time on just any game. So I'm really, really particular about my games these days. So this was just one that like, as soon as I started playing it, I was like, I can do this. I know this game. And I think it was because like, it also obviously the nostalgia uh, kick for me as like a skateboarder growing up in the nineties. And these were everything to me. And I came back in and it just felt so right and so familiar and so safe that I just loved it. It was such a good version of this game like and everything they changed on it they changed it was a beautiful beautiful change like every every like move set that they added in because they added the move sets you know from tony hawks 2 and 3 and stuff so you could do reverts in tony hawk 1 now which you've never been able to do opening up a whole new way of playing and stuff but for some reason it didn't make the game easier i think they must have up there like amounts of uh, goals that you had to get and stuff it is just the perfect version of this is the best skate game. It, that, I'm going to say it. this is the best skateboarding game that there is um, now. Like, better than Skate, better than Skate 2, better than Skate 3, in my opinion, as a gamer. Yeah, yeah I absolutely loved Tony Hawk Remaster. I played through the whole thing incredibly quickly. Uh, flew through it. I had so much fun playing it. And then, uh, like, uh, it was an absolutely great game. And, like, so much fun from, like, growing up playing these games. Um, but Game Boy Dad uh, did say in the chat how uh, it was a very easy one to pick up and put down, which yep. is for its benefit, but then also at a bit of a loss in this year where we can't really have like house parties and gatherings and stuff where you can have it on in the background and keep it on all the time and everyone can pick it up and play it because like two two minute levels are perfect for that. Yeah. I actually appreciate games like that. If I can get yeah. a game and know that I'll be in and out in like 10, 15 minutes, then that's, that's perfect. Two, two minutes. Yeah, well, we've all seen that video. But I, um, 
yeah, just really like the uh, the ability to jump in, jump out. I, I, I've never no, said I, Tony I Hawk, and uh, I, I think that is, for me, personally, that's, that's a positive and definitely deserves to be a Game of the Year contender. It um yeah. it also has that uh, that ability. It's it's a massive. It's a beautiful pass and play game. Like you've only got two minutes in there, you pass to play. You have mates around. It's a perfect beer and chicken wings move, um game. But it's also a, a great game just to play by yourself. Like mm. so, it's 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 got it's, it's a great game. Anyhow, uh, Brayden, do you want to go your first runner up? Yo, my first runner up is uh, a car. It's it's Drive Club, no. Um, <laughs> Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Um, oh my god, this is like like the perfect timing for a game ever. Um, this was so so wholesome, so much fun to go through. Uh, Michaela and I like setting up our island and everything earlier in the year, and just all the all the everything about Animal Crossing. It just came at the exact time that we needed it. Yep. And it was so nice. Which we um, might go into a little bit later on. We might go into a little bit later, so I don't want to go too far into it. But okay. uh, that's um, my first. Floppy's first. Uh, oh, is that it? Up. That's all you're no, going to no. As I said, we'll, we'll get back to it. We'll discuss uh, it later. Floppy's first runner-up was also Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. And he said, a remake that blew the latest game into the series out of the water. Sorry, Floppy's really bad at writing. No, um, that's a correct statement, though. Yeah, but it's all written in lowercase and the full stop's like four spaces away from the end of the sentence. Uh, smooth and so much muscle memory with tricks. Just what it needed to be. No true. I think, we've, no I, I think we've pretty much just, like, we, 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 you know, we've... We've covered it. Yeah, we've covered it in all our right. inches. So my second uh, runner-up for game of the year. Uh, big surprise here. Uh, there was a lot on the, the table that I could have chosen from, but I had to go with Astro's Playroom. Um, as is... I said previously, I need Nintendo to copy this and just release it. I will spend so much time in there. It's, um, it's so good. Honest to God, if they could even like, obviously they can't release it on PS4 because it just wouldn't work. Yeah, probably like, don't want to bring the, that up, Dan. <laughs> half the things wouldn't even want to work in there, but it's such a good, like... Thinking of it as a demo going in, you're like, oh, okay, like this will be all right. But then it's just a really fun platformer. Yeah. And like, it's got enough in there to keep you busy for a while. And it shows it off, shows everything off from the PS5 perfectly. Um, yeah. Cannot recommend it enough. I just, wish, it I just wish Astro looked a bit more interesting. Yeah. I reckon, he should have had a PlayStation 1 as a head or something like that. That would be cool. He just looks like Wally. To me. Well, yeah, he's not a um, PlayStation-owned property as well. So, they isn't he? No, 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 no. No, um, they created him for uh, the VR yeah. demo game. No, it's actually. Surprised game. this wasn't like Sackboy's Playroom then. Well, apparently Sackboy's very good as well. I haven't played that one yet. Um, mm. But you look at this game came out for free with the launch of the PlayStation Five, um, and is it's a tech demo. It's there to um, you know show you how the controller works but then you look at what nintendo did with their demo which is switch or one two switch which i purchased uh that game's for how much money oh like full price so whatever 70 it's like 50 60 bucks or something yeah um hard to find now because no one bought it for reasons but uh (laughs) playstation can foot the bill and bring this masterpiece out nintendo really dropped the ball in in my opinion and if they do not do something like this or copying this for the next playstation uh for the next um 
Switch Pro or whatever it is, they are really missing the boat. PlayStation set the standard here and, and they've out Nintendo Nintendo as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, because even when you were talking about how good the Joy-Cons are with the Switch controller and everything, I can't even compare the two because I have a Switch and I've played on the Joy-Cons, but I've never experienced that because I didn't get one to Switch. Because no, yeah, exactly. No other game devs use the uh, pinpoint accuracy of the Joy-Con rumble yep. feature because it, it's useless. Yeah. They, and they, I, can, I can see uh, a lot of third parties opting for not really utilizing a whole lot of the dual sense but the first party stuff is going to be great yeah anyway uh dan what's your second runner-up um my second runner-up is just let me bring it back up is oh ghost of tsushima we've already Yay. talked about it I've, I've basically talked about this so yeah um i was playing it today uh before just before we, we came back on on the air it's just like such an easy game to get back into. And I hadn't played. I looked, I think I, my last save game was on the 8th like, of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then coming in the 11th month now. And straight away, like, it took me like, only a couple of minutes to go like, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Sorry. For a second there when you said it was on the 8th of this year, I went, yeah, what month? Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just on the 8th. In the 8th. Anyway, continue. Um, the 8th month. But for comparison, Dan, what was the other game you tried to pick up and play again? Oh yeah, I tried to pick up before that. I tried to pick up God of War, and um, uh, as in new God of War, uh, Dad of Gods, whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> and I couldn't play it. I probably sat there for twenty five minutes trying to remember where I was in the game, trying to remember how the weapons work, how the bloody uh, what's that thing called, like the the bloody tree of life that flipped over, and what world I was in, and where I was supposed to go. And I sat for like, twenty five minutes. In the end, I just turned it off. I was like, nah, you're out. And I think they made that game a little bit too complicated in its like, in every part of it. Because no other God of Wars are like that. Every other God of Wars, it's like, goes to the stream. You come back in and you're like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I just yeah. think, yeah. By, like, the, by the end of God of War, there's a lot of stuff that's happened and a lot of stuff you're keeping track of. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And there's so many like little side missions and that. And I just couldn't find the core story mission. And then I, even when I thought I found it, I couldn't find where to go. Cause it's like, you flip the world tree. Now go to this place of like wherever. And I'm like, I don't know where that is. And there was no markers anywhere to tell me where that was. And like, whereas with Ghost of Tsushima, you actually came in and just got up, picked it up and played again. Yeah. I must admit I was the bit I was up to. I was in like the workhouse or whatever. What's it called? Like the, there's a bit where you go into a fog that kills you. And you have to like go in and then come back yes. out. I, I thought you were talking about the Ghost, workshop. You were talking about God of War still. Yeah, the workshop. That was in God yeah. of War. Um, yeah, floppies all games. Floppy's yeah, floppy's just said in the chat. All games need dad mode. Quick rundown of controls and brief overview of the story. I completely yeah, agree. Well, I I went to the journals in it for the first time ever in a game, and I read all the journals and that, and I tried to remember, and I still couldn't work out what I was doing because like none of those words made sense to me. Neheim and whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh, okay, so going on to Floppy's second in the runner-up place of Game of the Year. Uh, came as a bit of a surprise to me because I thought this was going to be his actual Game of the Year. But Resident Evil 3 is his second runner-up. Uh, Floppy says, just as good a job on the visuals and aesthetic as remake of number two. 
this is how a remake should be done. And I completely agree. Uh, Capcom really hit it out of the park with these two Resident Evil remakes. Um, this game is gorgeous. Apparently, it's only, what, six hours long as well? Yeah. Uh, and while people complain about that, that's a uh, chef's kiss for me because as someone with limited time, uh, being able to get in and get out of a game quick and get my money's worth, thumbs up. Yeah, and the fact that they made it like six hours and made it cheap. Just do that for games. I don't need you to tack on like multiplayer and just have a whole bunch of like half-ass, you know, like fetch questy other crappy things in there. I just I just want a core good game. And if it's only six hours, make it six hours and make it cheaper. I'm completely fine with that. Um, I actually, yeah, I, I actually thought these, yeah, these Res games were so good, these remakes. Is this Blue Point? Is these the people that made them? No, oh, I think Blue, Blue Point, Point did this. Capcom Blue did Point this. did um, Shadow of the Colossus. Yep. And, uh, and, Demon and Dark Souls. Souls. Yeah, Demon Souls. Sorry, not Demon Dark Souls. Souls. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, but these people are remaking these games and they're remakes. Like, they're so good. They're, they're, they're not remasters. They're like, just, I love them. I love yeah, these look remakes. how smooth it is. Just, yeah, the seamless way it cuts between cutscenes and uh, playing. Um, Brayden, what do you think of this game? Uh, it's her- horrifically wet. Everything in the Resident Evil remakes looks wet and it puts me off them 100%. Also, it's way too scary. I can't do but, it. No, no, no. There's a bit in, like there's a bit in the first. There's a bit in the first one where you go into the sewer and there's like these sewer creatures and they grab you and just vomit on you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Look at her. She's against the wall. No, I remember seeing clips from, uh, from Resident Evil 2 when Dan was playing it like crazy and when that blew up. And just even just watching clips of it, I was just like, oh, this is just horrendous it's so gross all right brayden uh your second runner up my second runner up is hades hades my second runner up is hades um i picked up hades well after dan was starting to rave about it uh to begin with and i don't want to go too far into it because i think we'll be talking about it again soon oh maybe Maybe, but um, yeah, I, honestly, uh, I got into it half because Dan was raving about how good the actual game itself was and then half because the internet was like absolutely going crazy for these characters of like th- this artwork of these Greek gods and their personalities and stuff. And I'm 100% for it. I haven't played a whole lot of it yet. Like uh, Michaela and I only played like, I think like a couple hours to start with and like I've played a little bit more since then, but it's honestly still up there. The gameplay is so much fun every single time and the characters are just perfect. Oh my God. The per- like the characters and the art style is so up my alley. We'll get into this later. What I like, yeah. yeah, we will get into this later, but what I like about it is every podcast that I listen to where people uh, played this game, they said, oh, you know, you know, these light roguelikes aren't my type of jam. That's not something I really like doing but I really like Hades. I'm really digging yeah. it. I'm finding it hard to put it down. I played it briefly one show when Dan was talking about it. And even in that 10, 15 minutes I was playing it, I thought, actually, yeah, this is pretty fun. Uh, I haven't picked it up yet because I've got my pile of shames too high. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I, would, like, I, would, I would never go and play like Binding of Isaac or any of those other like roguelike dungeon crawler type things where I... I they just don't click for me. But then mm. this, because it just works in the story, it works perfectly for me. Yeah, you're, it's more forgiving. Yeah, it just, it makes sense. Yeah, logic. 
logic. It's obeying <laughs> its own rules, which is good. All right, let's get into our uh, game of the year picks. So we've done our runners up. It's time now to announce our personal game of the year. And don't forget to head on over to bit.ly backslash hack the dino 2020, where you can vote on Goatsy. That's game of the shitty year. The Goatsy Awards are coming next show here at Hack the Dino. Unfortunately, Dan won't be there. We can reveal that now, but we're trying to arrange another special guest to come in. So that special guest will be able to give out the Goatsy uh, to all of our winners. It's Dan's cat. Bit.ly backslash Hack the Dino 2020 or find out the link on all our social media pages. Okay. Game of the year. Uh, this game for me, for me, for my game of the year, uh, it, no game this year, in my opinion, has had a bigger impact on the world. Uh, it kept us sane while the global bastard terrorized us all. It helped people keep in touch. It was wholesome. It was everything we needed to keep our mind off the dawning of the apocalypse. And that game... Doom! <laughs> yes! Doom Eternal! <laughs> came out the same day. No, Animal Crossing. Uh, no big surprise there. Uh, it was a hard one for me to, uh, to sort of like narrow down because Ghost of Tsushima is so high up in there. But uh, yeah, Animal Crossing for me is just fun, wholesome. It's easy to sink some time into. It's something actually for me personally, it was something really special because my daughter was staying with her mum throughout that first lockdown business. And because her mum lives with her and takes care of her elderly uh, mother, uh, so Parker's grandmother, I couldn't come inside because my job, I travel around a lot. And the, the thing of this disease is that you may be a carrier and not know it. So every weekend uh, on Saturday and Sunday, I'd get my switch. I'd go over there and I'd sit out the back with Parker and she'd be on her game building her island. And I'd be on my game building my island. And then we'd visit each other's island and help each other out. And it was just a really great bonding experience with my daughter. So I, I think a lot of that comes into it as well. A lot of people have these personal stories. And for me, it just has a very special place. And I, I couldn't go past calling it game of the year. Parker, by the way, has put 525 hours into this game. Ooh. Ooh. I gotta, I gotta say that's fucking adorable. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it so much. And yeah, and I, you can see, so that, that's what I was saying with these other games as well. The games that really meld with us, you know what I mean? That like, they're the ones that, sticking with us i notice as we're as we're getting older like brayden he just plays any fucking cornflake game he's <laughs> throwing at him yeah, you but, stupid kid yeah. oh my god but like yeah like for us yeah and i can see why if, if, if that game was bringing you like you know get, getting you quality time with your daughter during a lockdown there's a reason why it's probably good yeah i never but, played it i didn't understand it as far as i know like, as you can see there it's just a little kid running around with his arms behind his back yeah Plus, Naruto there's been a new stuff. update. There's been a new update, and you can be bold now. But we'll talk about that later. Hey, yeah, there's a bunch of new updates and stuff, and the, yeah, it's, it's great. Just, the community is the best. Yeah, and the fact that they're supporting it with the amount of free updates, like yeah. it, it blew past its projected lifetime sales within two months of launch, and yeah, they just rushed out all these other updates uh, to the point now. I didn't tell this story last show, um, but Parker said to me, "Oh, you know, I wish we had the other Animal Crossing games," and I went. Well, I, I do. I've got two GameCube copies there. <laughs> I, I've got the DS versions there. I've got this there. She goes, oh, man, I wish we had a GameCube so I could play them. And I stood up in my lounge room and went, one, two, three, four, five. There's that box one. Take your pick. Not so the anyway, box one. 
And then she's like, nah, and left. <laughs> no, no, long story short, I got my uh, Platinum GameCube, hooked it up to the TV, put Animal Crossing in there, and now she's playing retro games. So that is her gateway into the retro gaming sphere, as if being surrounded by the stuff 24-7 isn't enough. She's just seen it so much that she can't see it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah, right. All right, Dan, your runner. Oh, no, your actual game of the year. Gee, my, I wonder what this could be. My actual game of the year, everyone, while I get it ready. It's not a shocker. No, it, it's something that uh, you've raved about a lot. So, Dan. It's, it's Hades. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Hades. On Switch, I've been playing this. This game is, I can't stop playing this. This game is so addictive to me. I don't get addicted to games, but I'm at the point now where I'm finishing this three times a day, this game now. Dan, I think you've uh, got a problem. Yeah, I reckon I do. Like, I'm up to the point where I've, you know, I'm unlocking every bits and bob. There's so much to do. I'm in the end game now. Is that what they call it? After you finished it. And then this Post game end, yeah. is the end, end game. Like, because it's a roguelite one and you die. So for those who don't know what it is, I'm going to quickly like, give it a thing. You basically play um, Hades' son. So your name, um, your name is Zagreus or Zag. And um, you decided that you want to leave hell. And because hell is unescapable, unsca- you're going against your dad's wishes and like you're, you're trying to leave hell and get out of hell. And um, so he's just like, fine, I'll just put everything against you. And because every time you die, you just end up back in your house. There's like a, a pool of blood that you walk out of. And then, so that's how they get the roguelite element of it. And hell, hell shifts around in that. But every death, every time you talk to every character, I have only had one bit of dialogue repeated once since wow. I've been playing it. And wow. How many hours like, do you think you've put into it? Just roughly. Uh, I've, I've made like 70 escape attempts. I've played it 70 times. So each one's about half an hour, 20 minutes. Wow. So... And yeah, so that, that's your main thing. So the, the whole death thing and rogue and repeating thing works because you, you have, um, you don't lose everything like a normal rogue, like, like you keep all your, the only thing you use is that you get a, a thing called a build. So you come in and you get a God to bless you. One of the Olympian gods, they're trying to get you out as well. Cause they're like your family. If you know, you know, you know, the Olympic gods and stuff. So they bless you with these blessings. That, so, you know, maybe like, uh, you know, when you hit someone, if it's from Poseidon or Poseidon, however you say it, it'll be a water attack or something like that. And you can mix and match all these. Like, uh, so you have four attacks and you can have like different things on each of these attacks and then you modify them as you go through. So there's unlimited builds, they call them. They're the things you lose when you die, but you still keep all your money. Oh no, you, you lose your money as well. You keep all your darkness um, which, which you then spend on in your mirror in your bedroom so you can upgrade your character so you're coming in. So you're always coming in stronger and stronger and you get items that you can bring back with you and stuff like that. Um, the, 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 the character design and the voice acting is what drives us a lot. You're really interested in these characters. Every god is, um, they're playing on the, the stereotypical stories of all these uh, uh, Olympian gods. Like, so, you know, certain like, gods don't like each other like um i think like athena and maybe aphrodite have beef and just weird stuff like that and they've done a lot of research into their gods and stuff like that and it, it makes sense and then all the dialogue is very modern so there's like hey man how you going and then like but they're all like you know it's like, such a perfect blend of like old school mythology that's super in depth and all this crazy stuff but then just giving it this modern feel it just works perfectly 
Yeah. And then you get the playability, which is its strongest thing. So like your builds, what, what you get when you come in. And then you can start as you get further on, you get items that where you go like, when I first come in, the first item I get will be from this God. So you can choose, you can start kind of crafting your builds and it just, and you start making plans of attack and then you start going, well, I'm going to try that. But with the, you know, with my spear that I throw, you might get a modifier that goes, when you throw your spear, it'll hit four people instead of one. And then you'll get another modifier and it goes, if you've got a multiple thing, it'll also hit, uh, your spear will hit people with lightning. So then all of a sudden you've got a spear that hits five people and hits them with lightning. And you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just, it's endless builds. It's so good. And then, yeah, the story keeps going after the end and it characters change. And each character has stories that you can finish so you can unlock like carrot uh, all these like uh, uh, dialogue options and stuff with all these different characters, and you can finish their their mini story. And at the end, you get a super item when you do that. But it's hard to finish those. Like I've only done two out of the six of them. So yeah, Hades can't stop playing it. Once you play it and you give it a good a good amount of time, yeah. Once you finish it that first time, once you get out, once you get to the surface, you will know what I mean. It's it's sick. And breathing, so, so Hades is Dan's game of the year. Will it be the Gotzi of the year? We'll find right, out. It, next it may win game of the year. It, it, it may well be. Honestly, I, I reckon we'll be on the game of the. I reckon we'll be in the top ten. Honestly, I'm looking at our survey results now, and it's up there with some of the other big heavy hitters. So yeah, it, it's got a very good chance. Of I mean, it costs as much as the heavy hitters. <laughs> All right, let's go into Floppy's what, game of the year. No, let's save Floppy's till last. I say. Oh, really? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it's a it's a good one to end on. I think it's a big heavy hitter. I think <laughs> we really want to get into it there. Okay, Who's Braden, Braden throwing some meta shade, but yeah, Braden, your game of the year. My game of the year is a confusing one. Uh, <laughs> my game time. of the year is Marvel's Spider-Man on PS5 which contains Miles Morales and remastered because I haven't even played Miles Morales yet, but I know it's going to be my See, game of the year. This is, this is a, this is a tricky one. Like, uh, yeah, but remastered is like out of games I've played so far this year, remastered of the 2018 one is my game of the year because it's freaking so good. Do you reckon that were just bitter that, um, God of War and, and Zelda outshun them? And oh, oh no, yeah. Actually, yeah, exactly. Bloody, yeah, uh, God of War actually ab- absolutely flew the carpet with it. Whereas, yep. at least now I can be like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man gets my game of the year now. There's a cat yeah. in here that got Spider-Man's backpack. Yeah, yeah it's that great. happens. He fights crime. That's, that's a bodega cat. His name's Spider-Man. And then you get a costume and you can team up with him in your backpack. Does he yeah. get out and fight? Yep. Yeah, he helps you with your finishes and stuff. He, he swipes at him. He's great. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's great. That's why it's my game of the year, and I haven't even played it yet. Yeah, well, oh, you have played it. You just I've like, played it, Spider-Man. I have. So you're going like, I've played Alice. Spider-Man. It's bloody amazing. And if they can make it better graphics and add a whole another Miles Morales storyline on it, it's your game of the year. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If it's continuing that, it's going to be my game of the year, no matter what. I where mean, do they like, go? Where do they oh go my, from here, though? Like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, like after there. Miles Morales. There's no oh, other dude. Spider-Man. 
I, 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 I haven't finished Super- Miles Superior. Morales. I haven't looked at uh, spoilers or anything, but I am so excited by all of the possibilities they have ahead of them. I can't wait to see what the hell they do with it. Did you go? I like the um, I like the Miles the the into the Spider Verse suit where all the animation changes and stuff. Yes, I thought that was really cool. And you get the pals and you know the the comic. They, uh, they changed the um, they changed the frame rate of mm. him in game to match the 24 frames which is in the film which is incredible and, like, and but it's can, not entirely work. for the film it's like, not 24 it's 12 i reckon uh, but no it, it goes up throughout the film so as miles becomes more comfortable in himself as spider-man yeah, he gets smoother. Oh. he gets smoother yeah it's a, i didn't uh, know that yeah it was mm. great great storytelling that yeah. film like i'm assuming they're using it for teaching animation techniques and animation studies now because like it does so much like oh man it's just it's, mind-boggling I, it's my only 4K Ultra Blu-ray that I own. Is that? Oh, yeah. I don't have an Ultra 4K Blu-ray player. <laughs> <laughs> you will one day, Dan. Anyway, anyway Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Game of the Year. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even get time to talk about it. I talk, I buddy, I, I, I had sex with my one. <laughs> we know, yeah. we've seen that video as well. Uh, game of the Year for Floppy. This came as a bit of a surprise to me. Um, I know Floppy loved this game, but I had no idea that he loved it as much to be his own personal game of the year. Um, I'm going to stick out a limb and say that, you know, it's well documented that Floppy's choice in games is a little bit different than everyone else's. Uh, he tends to go for more unique Unique games. Uh, so Floppy's game of the year for the year 2020 is Maneater. Maneater. I know a bunch of people who this is their favorite game. Like Jen, who I do television with, this is her favorite game of the year as well. Like, yeah. I never yeah. played it, but like maybe it's really good fun. I reckon you should give it a go, Dan. I think it would be a Dan game. I can well, talk it, about it once we've got Floppy's quote done. All right, so I, I will, uh, I'll read out uh, Floppy's quote here. <clears throat> Uh, This is what Floppy's written. I'm reading it per instructions. No game this year managed to deliver exactly what it said it was going to and more. Better than Maneater did. So there's an ellipsis there, so I had to pause. It was simple, but just complex enough to be challenging, funny, exciting, and look better than some AAA titles I played this year. Yeah, he played Jumanji, didn't he? Uh, (laughs) That's not AAA. (laughs) That's That's triple G. Uh. It kept me excited for new evolutions and new predators and the escalating revenge story against Scaly Pete was perfect. Well done, Man- <laughs> well done, Maneater, on being my game of the year. But that's like a that's like an acceptance speech. Floppy <laughs> 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 in a tux up there going, Well done, Maneater, for being ow. Game of the year. Well, I'd like to see what uh, his acceptance speech is going to be when the Goatsy Award goes to uh, someone else. It better be yeah. as eloquent. He better present the Goatsy in the way it's supposed to be presented. Gotta say, like on that, I, I played Maneater. I I platinumed it uh, because it's a very easy platinum, uh, just to hundred percent it. But it's it's great fun. Uh, it's so wacky and. Like he he does have a point where like when oh. you are getting those early like you're getting new evolutions and getting stronger and bigger and your shark is going from being this like little baby shark and it just do, 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 it ends do, up baby shark. massive do, 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 do. and you're going from fighting like catfish to at the end of the game fighting like a killer whale like it's very fun orca and it's not orca. orca it's a dolphin orca do you fight a submarine uh no no submarines. 
Seems like a bit of a missed opportunity. They, yeah, they, right need room, they need room for a sequel, guys. Anyway, That's that were true. our games of the year. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know over on twitter.com backslash hack the dino or over on the Facebook page or on Instagram or hack the dinos. And be sure to vote in the Goatsy Award bit.ly backslash hack the dino 2020. That link can be found elsewhere as well. Maybe Floppy can put that link in the chat for all our live viewers. Do you know what else our live viewers can see? The chat where Flop, where Floppy's just said Jumanji was triple shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can see a real life venom snake prosthetic arm made in, with partnership of can, that sentence didn't make sense. But Konami was in partnership with making this. So basically, uh, Konami has teamed up with Open Bionics and they have collaborated to make a real life prosthetic arm based on Venom Snake's uh, arm in Metal Gear Solid 5. And it works. Um, and it works. It works completely. Uh, so Konami's uh, Takayuki Kubo said, we're incredibly excited to collaborate with Open Bionics, who are at the cutting edge of robotics. We're thrilled to see the iconic Metal Gear aesthetic of Venom Snake and his bionic arm burst out of the screen and come to life in a dynamic fusion of technology and design that is changing the lives of upper limb amputees all over the world. Do you reckon they chose him, this guy, because he kind of looks like a Metal well, guy, Gear guy? He he's, like, he's a good-looking guy. He's a bit of a bit of a Stephen Dorff. No, he's, he, this is actually the guy who um, started the ball rolling. I, I've left his name out. I thought I had it here. But uh, he's the one who sort of um, went to – they're called Hero Arms. And he went to Open Bionics and, and sort of pitched this to them. He was the guy that started getting it all rolling. And he's a massive gamer as well and a massive fan of Metal Gear. So uh, putting yeah, it in. It's just, just great. I thought that was a really cool thing and just a glimpse at... Um, oh, it reminds me of Goatsy. But <laughs> what, the, uh, what the world has coming its way in the uh, terms of... Uh, Dan, you need to stop that. Uh, let's talk about some free games. Dan? Um, so, Xbox this week, we have... Sorry, I'm trying to do it and I'm not used to this. <laughs> talk and do it. it's, it's, a, it's a lot to change through in general. So, I imagine trying to talk and lead through at the same time is probably very difficult. Oh, man. Uh, River City Girls is free for Xbox Game Pass this week. And Ben didn't link any videos to it. So I'm just trying to find one now. <laughs> I didn't. It was only recently added. I think you'll find where it says trailer, Dan. There'll be a link to the side there linking to the trailer. There's nothing there, Ben. Why is it on mine, then? Not on mine. Oh, Doesn't hang on. It's there now. I forgot to press enter. So, as I was saying, I'll go through it while you boot that up if you can like. You talk, yep. Can you talk? Yeah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> River City Girls was my last year game of the year. Uh, and the plot is Masako is currently in detention at River City High, accompanied by her best friend Kyoko. Even though she does not attend the school, she is also in detention. While Masako is dying of boredom of Miss Rudis's math, Kyoko receives exciting yet alarming news on her phone. A picture of Kunio and Riki, the heroes of River City High, and their boyfriends have been kidnapped. Kyoko and Masako decide to spring into action. The only thing standing in their way is the school faculty who sicks their students onto them and the school's defense force. 
This game is freaking awesome. It's got an amazing opening uh, scene. Uh, the voice acting is fantastic. And the game is just like the most pure and brilliant beat-em-up I've played in a long, long time. I cannot rave it, enough about this game, even though my copy had a game-breaking glitch in it and I had to restart it. Is it called... It. It's based on River City Ra- Rampage? Rivals? Yeah. Yep. What, River City High, the, River the, City Rampage. Yep. On the NES? Yep. Yep. Or Street I remember, Games, as it was called over here. Street games, yeah. Because uh, I remember Ross, like, who, who works at Greenlight with us, like, he loves that original game so much. And also this, um, the Scott Pilgrim game was heavily based on this as well. And there yes. he is there. You can see like one of the characters from the original. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is out now. Launched today free on Xbox Game Pass. So you can play, the, play this game of the year. million percent going to be checking this out because I, it's been on my list of things that I want to check out eventually. And them adding it to Games Pass just instantly adds it to, okay, yep, sweet. I'm doing that right now. I wonder if it's on PC Games Pass. That's is a good question, actually. Is it on PC? Mm, uh, I, will, I don't I know. will look right now. But while we're doing that, Dan, what's the second game you can get? The second game um, we, we can get... This is good. You, can you just lead with this, Ben? Because I can't I do sure it. I sure can. It's yeah. Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected is the original Tetris Effect with all new co-op and competitive online and local multiplayer modes. Now, for those of you who don't know what a Tetris is, uh, you play a block. And it's your uh, goal in life to fit in with other blocks. You just want to be a part of them. You want to slot right into their hole so you can merge together and you can all come as you are. And River then- City Girls is on Xbox Game Pass for PC. <laughs> the, um, the, well, there is a, a difference with this one. This is, this is a special version. There was something about this one, which I think I wrote in my notes, didn't I? Because uh, I can't see the notes when there's a video playing. <laughs> no. Well, anyhow, there, there's something all new multiplayer plus. Was that in the original one? Co-op? Sure. It's Tetris. If you don't know what Tetris is, like, what, what are you even doing? Uh, what's on the Epic PC thingy? Epic, we have... Um, you want me to jump in again while you find Yeah, yeah, you have to do it. The Text Assist, the story of Ray Bibia. Get ready for an electrifying mix between bullet hell and typing game. Well, that is an electrifying mix. Dodge <laughs> bullets while typing exorcisms. Turn on both sides of your brain and jump into the adventure of Ray Bibia. A private exorcist who's going to face the threats of a demonic outbreak. So yeah, you have to like, it's bullet hell, but you have to actually type your, um, your spell, see down the bottom. You're not like doing old like Latin, like typing down the bottom to do your, to do your big power ups. Actually, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, of uh, what's that bullet hell one? Enter the gungeon. That kind of humor that it's got. And um, Streets of Rogue, which has now come onto PC just recently as well for free. Is that the sequel to Mulan Rogue? Uh, Mulan Rogue, my favourite Rogue mm. uh, one, yes. Mm. Mm. And mm. Obi-Wan Kenobi was great in that film. Uh, he, he was, was wasn't he? Mulan Rogue 1. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually a prequel. God damn it. God damn it. Do you know what else was not a prequel, but... Animal Crossing, on, yeah. Animal, Animal Crossing is, is here with more stuff. So there's a fan-made trailer uh, by YouTuber Gabriel Salas. Uh, he has come up with an idea and made a trailer uh, of what a TV show of Animal Crossing may look like. Gabriel writes, 
This fan-made project stems from my appreciation of Rilakkuma and Karoi TV series and the Animal Crossing games. I've never heard of those TV shows, but I assume it's a Japanese one. After playing New Horizons for a few days, I wondered how merging both universes would look like and thought it'd be fun to expand on Isabel's character a bit. This is what I imagine a TV show or a short film would look like in this style. I think this is damn adorable. Oh my God, it's so cute. I actually just like put it up so that I could have a look as well. Oh my God, it's so cute. I thought you'd like it, Brayden. Ah, yeah, that's up my alley, 100%. I want... Uh, for anyone who has also listened to the show, because I know that Ben uh, Ben's the person who got me onto it, uh, go and check out Story Break, uh, their episode about Animal Crossing, because imagine that film that they break in this style with all the like cutesy, felt, crafty vibe. That would be amazing. It'd be hilarious. We should uh, send this to the Rocket Jump team and say, hey, guys. Get Please make this. Um, while we're on Animal Crossing, they did announce an update that has come out today. Uh, Turkey Day and Toy Day. Turkey Day being Thanksgiving over <laughs> in the States. Turkey and Day. Toy Day being uh, on the 24th of December for uh, giving of toys. They had this with Halloween. They also had this with another event that I can't quite remember. Easter. Um, Easter. But they also... Yeah, that's right. Egg Day. Oh. Easter one was... <laughs> You guys hated the Easter one, though, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, but these ones are good. It looks like they've learned their lesson. Uh, Parker was really excited for this. Again, putting 550 hours into a freaking game, I'd want to be excited for new content as well. Yeah, you um, think? Yes, yeah, so uh, you, you talk to the turkey that you don't eat, and you uh, talk to the reindeer who brings you gifts. And that's about it. Uh, oh, wow. It's just cute and wholesome and lots of, lots of fun times. Uh, but... They also released an update where you can actually finally be bald now. So I can be a bald man with a beard and moustache. Hey, there you did go. Did your character have hair before, Ben? It did. Or because you didn't have the option to be a bald man. Couldn't you just wear a hat or something? Or? I did. I did. I actually, no, for a long time, I made the... Um, do you guys remember in... Well, you may not, but in the issue of Amazing Spider-Man... Uh, Spidey's costume got trashed So he went and saw Johnny Storm And got a Fantastic Four costume And put a paper bag over his head With just the eye holes Anyway, you can get a paper bag In Animal Crossing with the eye holes So did I made that? Yep, made Johnny yes. Storm's Fantastic Four costume And then even did the Like Johnny Storm oh put a God. kick me sign On yes. um, Peter's back So I made that costume And I wore that for primarily The whole um, Animal Crossing adventure And then I uh, got a, a trench coat so, and 3D glasses. So I made the 10th doctor and I was running around as the 10th doctor. There you are, um, Ben. I'll pause it for you. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> you look like, it looks like Avatar. <laughs> well, yeah, that's also not a bad idea. Maybe I should look at being the Avatar. You should you know get, what is you get the, an arrow tattooed on your head. I've threatened to do that to Parker. If she doesn't behave and clean up her room. Um, do you know what I also threatened to do a lot? And let's play Dan versus the world. Oh no, there's no. <laughs> there's nothing. Not, I was purposely not, quiet then. We're not playing Dan versus the world because remember I said I didn't set it up. Oh, okay. I can set this up quickly. Oh All boy. Right. So I'll go through the rules for Dan versus the world. Uh, I have four songs. I have Dan representing Dan, and I have Brayden this time, usually Brayden and Floppy, but this time it's just Brayden representing the world. All of you out there in the big wide world represented by two fine men. Those fine men uh, have to take it in turns to try and beat Dan by asking questions of the song that I play for about five seconds. Um, Dan goes first, and then Brayden goes, and they keep going for five turns. They just, they go, and they go, and they go, 
and they go. I wonder if Dan's got it yet. I don't know. And they go. Uh, and they keep going for five turns, asking questions. Uh, they can choose to try and guess the uh, the place that that game came from, giving us the full title. Uh, but if they get it wrong, it goes to someone else. Um, I, I'm completely lost. If you're just new to Hack the Dino and you haven't heard this before, go back and listen to some of our old episodes. I explain it much better there sometimes. Uh, but are we ready to play now, Dan? Has Dan I got believe- the sound yet? <laughs> I believe we... It's not the sound. It was all the videos weren't there. Okay. So are we, we good to we good to play Dan versus the world in the world, considering the chat uh, all saying that there's no sound. Oh. <laughs> Were you fixing a different issue? Yes. Oh my god. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. We're not we're not doing Dan versus the world. It's it's broken. <laughs> We've been going for Two hours anyway. We're fine. No. Uh, well, can we go back to the main menu where there is sound and we just won't do it with the setup? Yeah, we've done it. Oh, Are we back? Man. Are we yeah, back? We're back. We're back. All right. Here we go. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Here we go. Song. You think I'd choose a song in that time? All right. Here we go. Uh, I also uh, should point out that uh, this uh, particular episode of Dan versus the World is going to be performed by live people from my phone. So it's a live concert. Well, okay. Um, Song just, number, uh, just so everyone knows, we're both. De- I'm on forty-one, and the world is on forty-one. Yeah, it's all tied up. We're doing great, this show. Question number Me. one, Dan. Um, what genre of game is that? It is a platformer. Hmm. Raiden, mm-hmm. question number one. I won't one. lie. The second that started, I thought it was the uh, the um, one of the songs they use on Tatooine in Star Wars. Um, oh, close. Uh, so it's a platformer. What, uh, what, what protagonist do you play as? Big old monkey. Oh, or an ape. I forget which one. Uh, so Dan, question number two. It, because it's like not the game version. Do, do we just say whatever game it's? Yeah. You just tell me the, the, the game that it comes from. Is it Donkey Kong country? Yes, it is. Yes. Can someone write that down? Yep. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm writing. Oh, no, no, no. I've got, I've, got, I've, got the, I've got the thing here. Okay. So, Dan, you take the lead. Thank you. I'm just changing the score to 42. Save. Cool. I got that. I can't believe that. Was okay. said monkey. I was like. And I, I should notice, uh, make note that we are in the middle of a lockdown, which is why we're having all these technical difficulties. And that it's and I set out of my phone show, speaker. I set this show up today. Like yeah. all your visuals that you're looking at. All right, here we go. Song number two. Closer, hold it closer. Yep. Dan, question number one. Pretty Disney. Um, <laughs> it is very Disney. Um, is it a handheld game? <laughs> uh, no, this one didn't. Oh, uh, all right. I'm going to pick a version of this game and stick to that. So, no. 
Okay. Right? So it's been out on um, multiple versions. So okay. I mean, yeah, I was going to say Mulan, but um, <laughs> what uh, what is your main course of action in this game? <laughs> to save the princess. Okay. Oh, really? Yep. Dang, question um, number two. What, what genre of game is that? It's a RPG action game. Huh. Brayden, question number two. What was the first question? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Hand it <laughs> Yep. No. Um, Princess. What, what, what would you say is your main weapon in this game? A sword. Sword. A sword. Question number three, Dan. Um, I wish I'd concentrated on the, the sound of it. What, what could it possibly be that's on a Nintendo? Hang on. We didn't ask that question, did we? <laughs> <laughs> did it come out in the last 10 years? No. Then it's retro. Is that your... No, it's 15 years is your... Yeah, 15. 15 years is retro. So it's not retro. Oh, it is. It is retro. You got two questions then, you sneaky <laughs> bastard. Uh, Brayden, question number three. Um, what... Trying to, what color was the console that it was on? It came in a lot of colors. Well, it was the like most notable one. Like, oh, most Dan got one. Dan got two questions, so I'll allow it. Uh, the black. most well-known one. Okay. Black. Question number four, Dan. Uh, there's only two I know. Games on that console. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a rubbish console then. So sword, man. Uh, is it? Is it? Zelda, Legend of Zelda, um, Ocarina of Time. Yes, it is. Oh, I couldn't remember its name. I was going to say Majora's Mask. Is that on the same thing? Yeah, it is. But you got it right. Sick. So Dan, you're on forty three now, and the world's on forty one. Brayden, you're supposed to be good at this game. Yeah. Uh, Technical difficulties, mate. All right, technical difficulties. Okay, here we go. Lockdown, lockdown. Song number three. Oh, we got four songs, don't we? All right, here we go. Song number three. Come on, get to the point. Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that was okay. a classical piece of music. So it, was. <laughs> it wasn't a video game music. Question number one, Dan. Um, what? Yeah, what genre? I'm just gonna have to get asked what genre it is. Uh, it's a puzzle game. Yep. Oh. Okay, that threw me. Um, I think it, it must be the orchestra performing it is what is like throwing me in different regards. Um, what, uh, what kind of puzzles you doing? Uh, you, you're working out where to fit things. It's Tetris. Yeah, it's Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized as soon as you said puzzle went, oh, it's a dun 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 yeah. I just heard it in my head. Yeah. I, like, I'm not I, gonna lose that. I just that. did a full streak. Oh, we got one more song yet, Dan. Oh, 
that's right. I keep forgetting there's a new another song. You got yep. a hat trick. All right, here we go. Trick. Last song. That? Last song. Here we go. R2-D2 wanking. It's nothing. Okay, yep, that's enough. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. I'm not going to steal this bit out of me. Oh, man. So good. Seriously, the greatest music ever. All right. Uh, song number one. Townsie so, is uh, pointing out how someone in the background is stealing your games. Yep. <laughs> yeah. um, well, if it's the greatest, the best game ever, it's got to be a Kojima game if Ben likes it. <laughs> so you just gave me a clue. Is it? I'm going to cut this short and just lose or not lose. Is it Metal Gear Solid? No, it's Metal Gear Solid 2. Sons of Liberty? <laughs> yes, it was, but uh, you guessed incorrectly. <laughs> you didn't give me time to finish. I was still talking. I was still <laughs> making a slight noise. Oh, right, lag, lag. It's lag, still lag. hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, I like the way you went. Metal Gear, is it Metal Gear Solid? Sons of Liberty. In which case, no, it wasn't because that official title was Metal Gear Solid 2, The Sons of Liberty. So you either way, for me. you lose, Dan. You lose. <laughs> Fair so, enough. 42, the world, and Dan, you're on 44. You're still winning. This is going to be interesting next week when you're not here and we play Dan versus the world to see who the winner of that trophy is. It'll be me. <laughs> no, I think uh, we might actually change it to um, Bray Dan versus the world next week. Oh, no. And Bray Brayden Dan. will be stepping in for Dan. <laughs> oh. And it'll be Floppy and fingers crossed we can get our special guest on and our special guest and Floppy will team up against Bray Dan. To Brain see who's man. taking home the trophy of infinite awesome. Triple Indy has it right. It was actually Metal Gear Solid 2 substance. <laughs> Shut the hell up. We've been <laughs> Hack the Dino. This has been us in lockdown. Hopefully we're out of lockdown in a couple of hours. So we won't have to do this ever again. Uh, if you like what we hear or hearing us with... Um, uh, uh, Dan, what else do you do? Is that that was terrible? Ben, I'm just gonna say that. No, I'm a professional, and that was how professionals end podcasts. And (laughs) everyone should spam the emotes now in this section. But if you feel like you want to see me talk about and spoil a movie for you, head over to Cherovision Horror Podcast, where we, uh, me, and Jennifer the Batman Strand, or Jennifer the Dream Warrior Strand. um, No, she's Jen Stranding. Jen Stranding, that's pretty good as well. Um, we pull up, we get, we watch a horror movie, and then we go through it scene by scene, scene, spoil the fuck out of it, and just go, go through the whole film. Um, I made, Bra- I forced Brayden to listen to a whole episode at work. So legitimately, though, it was really freaking good. Um, <laughs> can you just please, like, I, I reckon this will sell people on it a hundred percent because even if you're not into horror, like I'm not a horror person. But uh, can you please uh, let everyone know about your rating system? Oh, yeah. We've got a rating system where we've made up ourselves. with. So we, we didn't want, like, you know, give the ones or twos or A, Bs or Cs. So we gave it stuff like 
So you've got stuff like like the B, which are the beer and chicken wings. You've got the Kesha, which is the, the hot mess. You've got the McConaughey, which is the worst rating you can possibly give a movie. Um, and all these. Yeah, so we've got a really strange. Like we've got... um. We've got like you uh, for underrated. We've got a classic worth a watch and all crap like that. Like, you know, just like a weird, weird rating system. But yeah, it makes sense when you're listening to it. Um, obviously, taken out of context, it's a bit weird. But um, uh, yeah, head over to Terrorvision um, Horror Podcast on Spot, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, all, all major podcasting services and check us out. We do it every, there's a new episode up every Tuesday. So this week we watched Brain Dead. Mm. Uh, aka dead alive in america it's called the peter jackson film some very kind words there uh from brayden as well about your podcast i can't wait to hear what he has to say about uh, my other podcast but brayden what do you do i do another podcast uh, i forced brayden to watch my I, I was literally i was literally like like it was over the shop speakers i like, paid him to listen to my podcast because he was at my work getting paid <laughs> <laughs> and hey you know what it worked um no so legitimately uh i do another podcast with some of my friends called millennial movie talk uh where we talk about all the latest movie news and we give reviews on a bunch of stuff and we do uh homework every week where we've set something on the last episode and we all get together and discuss it next episode um and it's been a wacky year for films so it's been really interesting with like weird films like Borat 2 coming out and things like that. That's a great like, film. Yeah, honestly, everyone should go listen to uh, uh, Alex and uh, the bunch of us. Uh, we all gave it our thoughts on it and everything. And I think we're going to be doing a commentary of me watching Borat 1 and 2 at some point because I'm sure I'll be easily offended by a lot of it. But um, I, I couldn't handle it. It's all good, good fun. I turned it off. It was too much. You didn't even yeah. get to the fertility dance then. Um, I do a little side project called Retro Trigger where I talk about everything retro as long as it came out more than 15 years ago. We'll talk about it and I have special guests to come on and chat with me. Uh, Our latest episode is a two-parter. You can listen to part one with uh, Trent Cuccarelli. I got his name right that time. Of the Toy Power podcast and Lego Masters over here in Australia. And we talk about the Dino Riders cartoon. And then next month, we've got uh, Dino Riders The Toys coming out. So that's uh, something to be all the new ones. Yeah. (laughs) You've got new Dino Riders toys coming out. No. Are they going to have those tiny little figures? There, there are technically some new Dino Riders toys coming out and we talk about that as well. Uh, and I've just, uh, I, I'll be recording over the weekend for some time next year, uh, an interview with someone who competed in the WWE and we'll be talking about the WWE Attitude Era. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, I've also got an idea for a, a Christmas special where I might sit down with someone who's never seen the Star Wars Christmas special and watch it with them and then talk about it then <laughs> if I can had, stomach it. We just had We Are Robots coming to the chat and he says it's a bit late. He wants to know who, what our Gotti was. It's actually called the Goatsy, the game of the shitty year. And that'll and be our winners. Uh, it was uh, Animal Crossing, Miles Morales, um, Hades, and Maneater. So. Maneater. So we did but- one each. The overall winner of the Goatsy or the game of the shitty year will be decided next show on our end of year spectacular. So head on over to bit.ly backslash hack the dino 2020. Check out all our social medias or click the link in the chat. Uh, and you can go there and vote for your game of the shitty year or the Goatsy 
That's right. Who's going to get the Goatsy Award this year? We'll find out on our end of season spectacular next time. But yeah, if votes will be counted. Every single vote will be counted. Apart from the ones I don't like. I won't count them. The <laughs> ones that straight. go against my opinion won't be counted. So I'm going to win presenter of the year because I won the election. I won the election. <laughs>